Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 2020 Summit, the next 10 years on Seaview Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareca, presenting world-leading podcasting and online thought leaders, channelers, speakers, intuitives, visionaries, talking about what to expect for human evolution in the next decade, a massive new infuse of energy filled with new codes of information, discoveries, revelations, compassion, benevolence, beauty, magic, and new inventions. What we are sharing with you during this summit is creating real change in this world. The effect is real, a movement of real change. This is the time. All of us coming here together is by design. We wanna thank you. Thank you for being here on the starting of a new decade. A decade where abundance and giving back goes hand in hand. Tangible change is being made on this decade. Together in togetherness, we are making palpable, tangible change in the world. The 2020 decade will be a decade of remembrance, a point of realization of how much you are aligned with your spiritual truth, your divine self. Together, we will explore the beauty of remembrance during this movement of alignment. Our cells are now instantly being recoded to a higher order, and our layered bodies are being able to process a much more advanced level of cosmic data causing our outward matrix reality to morph into the new Earth-Heaven frequency. This is true for every living species of Earth and beyond. Fascinating information is coming through highly sensitive beings, and it is shared through channels like ours to humanity. There is no ownership or entitlement. All transmissions gathered during the summit are being infused with crystalline diamond and Christ consciousness data to withstand time and space traveling waves of energy to touch each and every awakened heart. We know who is here. You are welcome to join us live every Monday or Friday during January 2020 at 5 p.m. EST, 2 p.m. PST, United States, or 2200 UK. Call 805-830-8344 or simply replay the episode. Links are available at our website, cview one one. 11.net under 2020 summit tab or go to our event page 2020 summit next 10 years on facebook thank you vanny and welcome everybody to see you I am so happy to be here. Today we have the topic, Bridging Science and Spirituality, with your host, Karen Fullerton. As a senior level, level healer and energetic catalyst, Karen Fullerton ignites positive change as a passionate certified lifeline practitioner, Reiki master and teacher, the spiritual coach and business mentor. During the past decades, we have seen an influx of healing modalities that are coming to the mainstream of Western culture. Chakras, Reiki, Ascension, and so on are now becoming more and more accepted. But before, spirituality and science they were kind of in a fight with each other. But now the next decade promises a reconciliation of these two areas. And our host today is going to explain us how this is to happen. To contact Karen Fullerton outside of the show, you can go to her website, www.karenfullerton, F as in Frank, U, L, L, E, R T S in Thomas O N dot com. But now let's bring your host and she has exciting offerings for you. Hey Karen. Hi. Hey Claudia, I'm so excited to be here. Me too. It's like like we waited and waited and waited, but now you're here. <laughs> I I know. When we when we first talked, when we were setting this up, I don't know if you remember, but I was initially disheartened because I had to wait until the end of the month 
my energy was so like, oh, really? But, you know, it's been a blessing because I've listened to the previous speakers. And now I have to smile, right? Because uh, there are so many common threads and it just got me more, you know, just more excited about my talk today. And I'll even reference some of those and tie them in. So, you know, all, all as it should be. So thank you, Claudia, for that, for that kind of perfect timing, as always. Thank you for being here. And now the room is yours. Great. So today, my, my talk is going to be on uh, bridging science and spirituality. And I wanted to define that a little bit. Uh, the science, I am referring to the, yes, the traditional medicine, uh, but really also the biology of our body, you know, the chemistry of our mind, you know, the body aspects of, of health and healing and health care. And from spirituality, we're talking more about what unites everyone together. So not necessarily religion, although it may be for some people, it's more of the energetic fields uh, that we're made of. And the electromagnetic field around us and really about self-love and bringing it all to self-awareness and that healing is within. So this is not a new concept. I'm not the first one to speak on this. And even our other speakers have touched on this. And, you know, it, it does lead into uh, more of the, the DNA healing that we heard about earlier in this month as well. But, um, this increasingly um, vibrational energy of this concept of this bridge, which isn't linear, it's not one way or the other, it's just this convergence, is, is you're just going to be hearing more and more about it. It really is going to become prevalent in the forefront, and you're going to be noticing it more and more. Now that you have consciousness about it, you'll begin to see this, and uh, it will just increase in, in speed in the, in the coming decade. Um, my goal today really with this concept is to bring light to the question, and I've talked about this before, maybe you feel like you do, you're doing the work, or you have a diagnosis, or you're working in the medical aspect of things, or the emotional aspect of things, and you're just not seeing the results that you desire, and, you know, with that might come some uh, emotions and frustration and, you know, that in turn creates these, uh, you, you just become down on yourself, these limiting beliefs. So I really want to talk today. My goal is, is to shed light on that and what is needed to bring these all together and why it's so important that we bring these all together. Timing plays a big role in this. Um, and, and maybe you'll just walk away. My goal, if you walk away with just an aha moment, that is, that is wonderful for me. That is um, my passion that you walk away with, with something, you know, that you can share with others or that you have connected the dots for yourself. Um, also, if you listen to the end of the show, I will, during this show, I will be giving specific how-to uh, techniques or ways to incorporate this ideology or this, um, you know, emergence of this bridging the gap. And if you wait until the end of the show, I'm going to tell you how to get some free offerings. I have a mini course that I'm happily going to provide you ways to get that for free, which you can download some other worksheets and self-growth exercises as well. So with that said, um, you know, I said I was going to call in some of the other speakers in terms of what they said. And I, and I wrote down here that Tracy and Aziza, you know, when they spoke, they also shared the concept that healing is within us. And, and I fully believe that we as individuals, we need to do the work. So the role of the energy workers, uh, the healers, the intuitives, uh, the goal is really to facilitate and to help with your own uh, self-growth and self-empowerment for healing. And that speaks to the teacher in me because I've been uh, a teacher for a long time as well in uh, academics, uh, teaching business courses. So uh, this also speaks to the session because I love 
steps. I love homework. I love how do I get this? I love this concept, but what, what can it do for me? So um, I want to move on to, you know, why is this topic so important? Uh, what, you know, why do we need the bridge the two? They're all working great on their own, right? The technological advances, everything of uh, from specialty medicines and, and, you know, specialty uh, healthcare to on the holistic side, we also have specialties from body work and energy work from Reiki and um, healing touch or, you know, all of those, you know, acupuncture, all of the more holistic. So why are we, what's needed? Why can't we just go to all of these things separately? And I want to remind everybody that to heal the self, just like it's all self-empowering, healing is your own self-empowerment. All aspects must be accounted for the mind, the body, the spirit, right? The soul, the body energy. And we've all been doing these separately. We've healed the body. We've gone to the doctor. We've gone to uh, homeopathic uh, remedies or paths. And then on a different day, we might get a Reiki energy treatment or we'll work with the mind and mind medicine, which is, I also am a certified lifeline practitioner. So I work with that as well. And, you know, setting uh, intentions and manifestations. And yet we all do these separately and, and they may work to some degree or they might be short lived. And then we're back to being triggered or back on that path or another physical symptom comes up. And it's just this, this frustration. And you know, we, you talked, uh, Claudia, when you introduced me, I had mentioned in my introduction about uh, for the last several years, we've been talking about the ascension and what that means and, you know, going to this 5D, five, you know, fifth dimension. And really that's about going to the heart. It's about ascending and raising vibration to the heart energy. And that means unity. So this is coming from a polarity of 3D uh, consciousness and the uh, the separateness of, of what I've just spoken about to a more collective unity, looking at everything from whole, kind of a new uh, definition of holistic maybe in, in my mind. So as we look at that concept, we really, uh, we can't be united in a collective state in that unity and that ascension process and still have that separation within us and that separation of how we're treating the mind and, and the body and the spirit separately. And this is what's been lost over the last couple of centuries, uh, especially in Western civilization. So this split has started and it's just been, you know, separating more and more like the two paths. And now we're uh, starting to come back together. And, you know, in one way, like I said before, you know, the separation might be good because we have made some technological advances and that has been wonderful. But it, in another way, it's like putting blinders on. Uh, only looking at one area misses the whole big picture. And the, the image that came to me earlier today, we just celebrated Martin Luther King uh, a day here this week in the States. And there was this picture and you looked at it in the micro level and it was these uh, pairs of dice or die all put together and you'd see the, the dots, right? The four, the five, the two, the one. So if you're specializing and you're looking at the micro, like these dots, you may or may not know uh, what those dots are. Or you're treating just those dots. Oh, this one only has uh, or this one has four dots, not two, maybe if we, you know, paint in the dots, you know, paint in the twos, or we make them all black, or, you know, then, then from our perspective, they're all unified, they're homeostasis, they're together. But then when you screen out, and you look at this whole picture, all of the dice together created this beautiful picture of Martin Luther King. So as soon as you change the micro or the specialty of what you think you're treating, you look to the whole picture, and it can be affecting right? Your whole body, your whole life, your whole energy in a very different way. So this might be why uh, trips to the massage therapist or the chiropractor. And I, I speak of that because that was my story. 
Um, I have been for many years, and I'll talk about that in a little bit, my path of medical and holistic healing. And so I would go to massage mainly for joint pain. I have, I have had a lot of joint pain in the past, issues with, um, with spinal uh, misalignments and uh, vertigo. And so I would go to the chiropractor and therapist, and I would feel great for a day, maybe even a week. Um, and then it would, it would go right back out. And I had no idea why. And so I'm constantly spending the money, right? More and more money, more and more time and more frequently because it dawned on me, maybe I'm not really healing the root. Maybe I'm just, you know, putting the bandaid on it. Um, and going through this like groundhog's day, right? It just can kind of keeps coming up. So this is the new information for the decade is that timing Timing plays a role and looking at them as this whole, almost like if you, um, <laughs> I hate to say it this way, but you know, you, you, you catch a spider, right? And you look at it under, under the glass and you look at all of the parts of it at once um, versus, you know, having it run from one room to another and, and back to another again and keeping, uh, keeping, um, perpetuating right these these things that we wish and we desire to be uh, be free from and that ties in to uh, Jane's talk on DNA DNA healing which uh, I, I'm going to be leading into as well and and that is exactly the path that this is on as well this is uh, very much parallels her talk earlier this month so before we know where we're going so if this is where we're going and this is kind of the convergence, uh, you know, before we know where we're going, we have to kind of look at where we are. And in this case, even look at where we've been. Uh, so if we look at this in historical content, and there's an, uh, there was an article on the National Institute of Health, and it just helps us to remember to look at where we've been. And it brought up that really in all populations since the beginning of recorded history, it did start out that religion and medicine and healthcare were all related. Physicians were often clergy. And really up until the mid 16th century, even astrology was used to help with diagnosis and treatment. Mental wellness as well, uh, up until the 19th century had tied religion within the uh, psychiatry as well. And then as the world became to be, uh, you know, more uh, technologically advanced, especially again in, in this Western civilization, the more cure focused it became. And again, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? All by design, we've been making strides. But what that has created is this sense of separateness, the sense of myopic viewpoint, just like that example I gave with the dice. And it's, it's taking us away from the heart energy, because although initially too, and, and uh, this is more of my own uh, opinion or intuitiveness, and in this is that, you know, with those solutions and with those technological advances, uh, the heart center, you know, maybe got pulled aside and we were doing it for power or they were doing it for money, right? What's the root behind that? And so this separateness came to be. And so to fill that gap, right, even the holistic side of things have started to come to fruition, but they and themselves traditionally have been separate, right? You go to somebody for um, cranial sacral therapy, you go to someone for a Reiki uh, session, you go to someone, you know, for, um, uh, neuro-linguistic programming or through the lifeline technique and working with the mind medicine, they've all been, been separate. So this trip back together has taken many years. And as um, I stated above, you know, before it's been um, separate for so long. And so for this to happen, we need to create this bridge. And the bridge is really between that body, that mind, that spirit, that emotion, that heart healing, and in the right timing, I'll say it. Um, so let's look at them a little bit separately, too. Like many people are talking about mind medicine, and I, I fully believe, you know, the lifeline technique is one of those uh, 
modalities. It utilizes the mind, but it also utilizes 14 other modalities to bring it all together. Uh, subconscious healing. It really works with subconscious healing. Myself and uh, Sadie and Jane have all talked about this this month as well, that the subconscious mind makes up more than 90%. Only 2 to 10% is our conscious mind. And the subconscious holds our emotions. It holds the patterns and the traumas of our past, whether it is something that you remember or not. It could be something that has been passed on through DNA. These traumas, and I'll, I'll speak to how that the chemicals of the brain as we experience a trauma, this is not, you know, my research, I'm not a doctor, but, you know, Dr. Candace Pert has, you know, wrote a book, Molecules of Emotion, and how emotions create these chemicals that, um, you know, are dispensed from the brain that can either help us and help us to adapt and have ourselves be healthy and whole, or they can continue to maladapt because if we're constantly in this emotional stress state and lower energies, that is the type of chemicals that our brain is, is producing. And that can affect our DNA. Uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton uh, has talked about and really made inroads with, with epigenetics. And stating that, you know, our DNA does not have to be, our genetics do not have to be passed down. But this is uh, something that has to come within you and change within you through utilizing the senses. Because when we utilize our sight, our sound, our uh, sense of sound and taste and smell and touch, that is, that is the communication to that subconscious part of us, the mind, because when you're triggered and you might not even know why you're triggered in the moment, you might get angry when I say triggered, right? You just notice that there's something that uh, you get emotionally reactive or, you know, something that is not in that calm state. You might not even know why, but it is something in the environment or a pattern that reminds you or reminds you that this great computer of a brain that you have says, Hey, this is exactly the same thing as happened when I was two years old and you know, you don't remember it, but your body does. And so um, the mind, the mind can hold us back from following the heart because it protects us. And so this is a decade I'm talking about breaking. We're going to break those patterns. Um, When we're speaking of the mind part of healing, it's, it's difficult for me because I, I feel like many great and, and respected mentors uh, that I, my, I myself am called to, like uh, Wayne Dyer. I just, I, you know, he is no longer with us, but I you know, respected him greatly. I love the energy, that calmness that he um, had on, on stage, just the groundingness. And one of the quotes that he said that is, is quoted a lot and it, it is a wonderful quote. It's, you know, change the way you think and the way that you think will change. But that leaves so many people sometimes, myself included initially, with even potentially more limited beliefs because so often we're, we, we use the mind and, and we can use our intention setting just from the mind and or as a way to uh, manifest something greater in our future without really healing the body or the soul with it. And so if you don't heal all of the aspects of it and yeah, you can, you can think positive thoughts all you want, but sometimes it's like an addiction in itself because you're just trying to get away from where you are. And so I had experienced this myself for many years. Um, you know, the, I would have manifestations or I would pull that into my body and the feelings and into my heart, but Somewhere in my cellular structure, you know, I, I just didn't maybe believe it or there was this limiting belief or my, I didn't know why. I didn't know what was going on. I just know that, um, you know, I just didn't feel right. And when you're not in alignment, um, you know, then, then you're not going to see, at least not as fast, 
the progression and the healing that you're, we're all so desperately looking for. And so this bridge again is not one way and it's not linear. It's, um, it's, it's, it's there. It's a series of moving back and forth and integrated uh, within each other as it happens. Medicine is not bad. Tradition, we need that. I'm not saying anything here is bad. I'm not uh, equipped to, you know, to diagnose or to treat or to cure anything. So you need, right, modern medicine. If you break your arm, you know, if you're going through um, cancer treatments and you need chemotherapy, I mean, yes, you know, Medicine definitely has its place, but then it's our role to look within. Okay, this is the physical aspect. It's the last thing to show up. I want to I wanna nip it in the root. Where did this come from? And it's about us looking within and looking at it from, okay, that was the body perspective, from the emotional perspective. Not just in that moment, but... Um, looking back, you know, at patterns over our life, what, what other times in our life might we have seen similar patterns emotionally? And also those from a mental standpoint, you know, those limiting beliefs, you know, when we're kids, we are an open book and it's, it's life. It's the adults that start to give us these, these patterns that, that shape us that may not be who we really are. And so it all starts with this awareness. It's just about being curious. Um, you know, Jane mentioned that we went through these evolutionary stages of healing and her talk about the DNA healing. Um, and we also, uh, that's a goal of, of this, this bridge is to honor the biology of our body um, and unveil the next step just like Aziza's title of unveiling. So we have to look at where we're at, right? She started with those evolutions of synthetic medicine and then into the holistic and the um, homeopathic and into the energy healing and into the DNA. And we just have to look at this process of back and forth, sometimes between them. I don't see it as linear. I think it's a back and forth and an integration. Um, and the best person to know what step you need or if you have to take a step forward or a step back or do both together is yourself. And as a healer, you might think that I, I would have the perspective that, well, you know, energy work um, will heal all. But like I just said, there are some times that you need to just, it does work on all aspects of the body, but it's, it's all integrated. It's that bridge that we need to look at. And what is that present moment need? What is that present moment need? Because our body does follow the energy. And that energy comes from our mind and from our emotions. I talked a little bit earlier about myself and some of the healing journeys and the massage and the chiropractic, but, you know, as a kid, I want to go back a little bit. I had a lot of physical, not, not anything really traumatic or, or, or major, but, you know, a lot of ear infections. I was sick a lot. I had strep throat, you know, the viruses, the chicken pox. Uh, I was hospitalized when I was nine for, for asthma and uh, there was a fear it was going into my throat. And since that time, until I was 30, I was on daily medicine for asthma. And, you know, that's when I was 30 is when I, I started my quest into more spirituality and metaphysical. And I didn't know it then, but I really merged at the same time the body, the mind, and the spirit the, the mind, the thoughts, the, the emotions, and, and equated that to the power of what was going on in my body. And I was able to quit the medicine cold turkey. Now, I'm not saying to do that for everyone because, like I said, medicine plays a part. And, but there's this, there's this back and forth. So if you're on some medicine for, um, you know, high blood pressure, 
just pay attention to that. Be aware of that. When did it start in your life? You know, what situations were going on? What were your relationships like? You know, what? just look at what was going on in that pattern of your life. Has it carried forward? Start to do some of the work and just be inquisitive. And as you do more work with um, with your self-growth and self-healing, you may find, you might find that the root causes for that high blood pressure are starting to heal. And so there's this, there's that bridge again. So you're going to maybe ask and work with your doctor to taper that off and see how it goes. And eventually, hopefully, you know, you'll have this, this ability to be in complete healing and homeostasis with this, with this convergence of all the medical mind, spiritual um, and emotional healing. Um, in addition to, to physical, when I was a, in my teens, well, not my teens, I'd say early 20s, um, the same happened with uh, mental wellness. You know, we, we have a lot of mental wellness, especially in, in, in teens and young adults, and bullying is at its high where they don't fit in. And they, you know, teens, I have, I have nieces, they don't have, have kids, but, you know, people who don't feel like they fit in or they don't even know why they're not happy. All of this stuff that I talked about with this DNA patterns and people and, and parents and generations past, it's been passed down. And so they don't even know what's going on with their body or understand what's happening to them. And so this is why it's so important to look at and focus on the emotions, uh, the emotional aspect to release them from the subconscious patterns. I had said before that the subconscious patterns work with all of the senses. You have to process these emotions through all of the senses, but the timing of that um, is that at this time that you process the emotion, it has to be transformed with a different higher energy. And that higher energy is the energetic, the spiritual aspect of this, of this triad. That's that love energy. Energy in motion stays in motion. So for some, and this is where I was going with the story when I was in my 20s, um, therapy is great. But for some, as myself, it isn't, whether that's because there is no transformation of the energy and just speaking about it kind of just perpetuates it, you know, energy in motion stays in motion. It depends on the therapist, of course. But for me, I went to a therapist and, you know, I had a history of um, not being heard when I was younger Thus, I had those medical problems with strep throat, <laughs> tying into uh, the throat chakra. And my parents had gotten divorced when I was young, and that would tie into it. So when I broke up from my first boyfriend in my early 20s, something that should not maybe have been that devastating was, and I just didn't know where I was coming from, and I had this emotional reaction, and I felt like my life was over. And I was having these these thoughts of, of, of abandonment and, and all this, all of it. it was just like beating myself up, and I didn't I didn't want to be there. So I went to this therapist, and you know now I know my path. This is what was supposed to be, but I walked in, and the man who saw me heard my story and stated that this is a fact of life, and that you're going to be, you know, have breakups in life, and to get on with it. Little did I know that, you know, that that could have spiraled me into a more destructive pattern uh, if I hadn't have found some other help elsewhere with with some energy work. So, um, again, just on its own, that that may not have helped me. It did not help me. Um, So it's a process of looking at and being aware in every aspect. What are you feeling what are you seeing? Laura's message talked about that as well. I want to pull her into this where, um, you know, what sometimes we feel we don't see or what we see we don't feel. And 
you might have heard a lot, you need to feel it to heal it, which is very true. But the part of this convergence is what do you do? How do you heal it? I'm feeling it. I'm not healing. Right? I'm, I'm crying. I'm anger. I'm letting it come out. I know what I'm feeling, but I'm not healing. And the healing part comes in with raised awareness when you're in those states to begin with and those, those reactive states, just that in itself will help you set boundaries. And then you need to come to a place of self-love. The healing comes in, like I said before, when you can transform that energy with love. And some people get to that point in, in, our, in your life or our lives. And in the moment, you're like, I cannot think of anything of self-love or, or the opposite is you might say, I love myself, but do you? I mean, really, do you love yourself enough to, to really know what that is and to set boundaries and to be, um, to look at yourself and others around you in this unity, this unison, this unity, this collective consciousness perspective? Do you love and self-love yourself enough to go back to that space and go back to your childhood and look at? What did I love when I was free? What did I used to do? My earliest memories, what were they? Did I love animals? Did I love nature? Did I like to work one-on-one? Really go back to that time and tune in. And that's where you start with self-love. And when you're in these emotionally reactive situations and you can catch it, that is a gift. That in itself is a gift. And you're, you're switching, you're evolving, you're switching your consciousness. And in that moment, this is the timing. Breathe and replace it with a self-love feeling. Put your hand on your heart. Choose love. Our imagination helps us go there. Our memories helps us go there. So this is why, you know, if you even create a list of things that, uh, you know, you loved as a kid and you can connect to, or just go to somewhere you love right now. I love my pets. I love, you know, a truly heart-based place. And I choose love. I choose love. And you're replacing that emotion, that reactive emotion, and retraining it. And so I've talked a little bit about how-tos, but uh, in the moment, you're probably saying, well, you're, you're still giving me concepts, but you really haven't told me how to do anything, um, except I, I hopefully have. And the first step I want to repeat is, is the how-to is awareness. It really is that simple, but it is not necessarily easy because if you think of uh, the people and the situations we've all heard where, you know, five people are watched or asked to watch a situation and a crime occurs in this video and that they're asked to watch and then they shut it off and they ask each person the, the same question, you know, what color was uh, the perpetrator's shirt? And you might get very different answers or, you know, a color of their hair or were they holding anything? And all of a sudden we don't know. And it just shows us how much we think we may be aware and we're really not. And Practicing awareness through um, just simple acts of looking at an object in the present moment. No, I, I use the example of a leaf in nature in one of my, my recent um, videos. And this type of active awareness is a type of active meditation as well. And it might be especially helpful for those who, you know, are not inclined to have a still mind. And you're watching this leaf and you're noticing every aspect of it. And all you're focusing on is this leaf. Is it moving? Is the color the same? Really noticing it. This is practice for your mind to be aware. And, the more you practice this, the more you will become aware. And the more you are aware of your emotions, that you are not feeling quite right in this situation or this job or this person that you're with, that is when change can happen. 
Because if you're not aware of something, there's no way you can change it, right? And so awareness and practicing that awareness and noticing, noticing your thoughts, that's part of awareness. Noticing your emotions. Meditation and these acts of being in the present moment are all designed for practice to help us to know when we're not there. And so meditation in itself is great. And it does create um, being in the present moment just releases this energy that we have available to us to use. You know, we're not multitasking and we're not focused on the past and we're not focused on the future. It really does something to our brain and it releases, it creates new circuits. And it, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this where it gives us this wonderful opportunity to use that. But again, so often people just stop there because they're not, they're not sure how to go forward. Um, so being aware is the first step. Another thing you can do is, like I said before, is create a list of the things that you love. Go back to your childhood. Create a list of just pure love, things that you love to do, and that is your go-to when you are trying to transform this energy. And in that transformation, you know, that awareness creates a curiosity of why. Why am I in this state? What is it reminding me of? Right? So the more you become aware it also leads you to become more curious. Um, that recognition of the emotion, I would say that's the second step. So you have the awareness. Now you're identifying the emotions that you're feeling. And you're identifying the chatter, the mental chatter. Sometimes um, we don't even recognize it because it's second nature to us. So um, maybe... Uh, maybe it's a situation where, you're, you know, I, I didn't speak up. I, you know, I didn't speak up and I wanted to at this regional director meeting and I didn't, you know, because, you know, what was I, you know, what was I thinking? You know, they'd laugh at me uh, if I spoke up. My ideas aren't that good. And we don't really notice this self-talk. We might just notice the feeling of being ashamed or judgment or pulling back into ourselves. And again, we don't know why, but just that awareness and shifting that energy to a thought-based pattern of love that helps to free it from the body. Because when we free it from the body, it just goes through us. We allow these emotions, we allow these things to go through us so that we don't collect them like this big, you know, Santa Claus bag of baggage, right? Where we keep adding and adding and adding until finally, you know, we are on the ground and we are to our knees. And this gives us a way to look at the world and look at everything that's going on this way, not to us, but for us. Life is going to happen. All of this isn't going to create your, your perfect life. I mean, maybe it will, and, you know, but it, it will give you the ability to respond versus react and free yourself from these, these patterns uh, that have been trapped in the body side. And when, when you free them from the body through emotions, guess what? You're coming from a more heart-based position and now your heart is talking to your mind. So yes, now you can have those positive affirmations. So that's where the mind comes in. So it's this dance. It's just this dance, you know, back and forth. Um, those, this might be, you know, a complicated message for some. And for, for some who want a more step-by-step approach, uh, that is exactly what the Lifeline Technique offers. Um, I'm a certified practitioner, and I like to use the metaphor that is like a paint-by-numbers kit. So not everybody is Bob Ross. If Bob, you know, they know who Bob Ross, the happy painter, right? You just have a palette of colors and paint these happy trees and make it look so easy. And you look at it and like, oh my gosh, this is a masterpiece, right? Well, some of us want that, but we don't know how. And I, I look at the lifeline technique as a paint by numbers set. It's facilitated by me, but it is something, it's a process that um, is non-content. So it is not going to intrude on your personal um, 
situations if you don't want to. We do look at emotions. We do look at reprogramming the brain through neurolinguistic words. Um, we, we process things through the senses. It's a step-by-step process. And in that process, it's self-empowering because all of it comes from you. It's just a facilitated technique. And I'm connecting uh with muscle reflex testing and kinesiology to ensure that we are, we're triggering where that um, harmonization, that spiritual love, that self-love is needed. So there's even a step-by-step process for that as well. And you're learning through that technique. You're learning tools that you can take away, just much like we're talking here, but even more so that you can practice day to day so that, you know, one day you take away the numbers on that paint by number set and you decide to use your own colors, you know, and then one day you're going to be able to, ah, this is how it fits in. This is how it fits in with my other, you know, uh, modalities and body works. And my, I knew there was something to this, this energy path I was on, but just something wasn't clicking. I still was, you know, in this, um, my body was still exhibiting these digestive issues or this, these pains, and, and I just don't understand. It's going to connect the dots for you on your own. And so someday you're not going to you need that paint-by-number set. And even if you can paint like Bob Ross, there's always times in our life that are more you know, traumatic or we need some help, and this, and this technique can um, definitely help you to process that through. Um, I also have, uh, I talked about this, I'm going to give this away for free. I des- designed a course that actually one of the worksheets is exactly or very similar to what I've talked about right now with memories and going back uh, to childhood. And it's a course that's called When It's Not Karma. And the reason I called, that, uh, called it that is when things don't work in life, like I just said, things don't align either with, you know, we're, we're doing the work, we feel like we're doing the, the energy work or the, the mental uh, intention setting or the, you know, we're working on our body and it's just not um, progressing as we'd like to. And we, might in, we might think, oh, this is karma. Or we keep getting into that same relationship or that same job that we think is great initially. And we have like these wonderful feelings and guess what? It turns out to be the same pattern. And we think or we might think, I, I'm not learning my lesson, or it's karma. That is setting into our body, our system, this maladaptive pattern again, this, this negative um, or lower energy response. And it doesn't have to be that way. There, there are karmic patterns for sure, but this course talks about the difference between uh, the conscious energy of karma and the subconscious or reactive pattern of just the energy trapped in our body that if it's not healed by combining and bridging, you know, the science and the spirituality of, of the body, mind, and spirit as one with the timing, that it can allow us to create even more conscious uh, reactions that aren't pleasant. And that's what we call karma. So um, I am offering that for free. It's normally $10. If you go on my website, it is on there for you to uh, download or sign into to look at my first video to see if it's for you. If it is, simply email me and I will put your email on the list and you will have free access um, to that course. Um, and I hope, I, I hope that this has helped you uh, to at least... If you don't understand it, you don't really have to understand it, but just to know that there is uh, something out there that is shifting, that is changing, you might start to feel it and know where to go from there. And if I can offer any tools or support, I also offer a free, uh, just a 20-minute call or a Zoom meeting if you have any questions or if you just want to connect to ask me questions you can sign up on my website as well. I have those throughout the site. Uh, Sign up for a one-on-one, and it's totally free. It would be my pleasure and my honor. And so with that, um, 
I ask you to expect miracles in 2020 and beyond because they're coming. Thank you. Claudia, do you have any questions? No, I just need you to share your website so people can go there. Sure. It is KarenFullerton.com, K-A-R-E-N-F-U-L-L-E-R-T-O-N.com. And thank you so much, Karen, for for being here, for sharing, and for giving so much to others. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Have a wonderful evening. And thank you for all the listeners. Thank you for being here. And remember, we still have next week uh, part of our summit. So we're coming back in Monday with another one of the hosts. And then on Friday, we're having the togetherness so in that one we're going to have all of the hosts together talking about the next 2020 decade the next decade on 2020 and you you can call as well all the callers are welcome to call and share what they are getting for the next decade so karen thank you for everything have a wonderful weekend everybody have a fantastic weekend my pleasure bye-bye Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.